No Meat Athlete Radio is brought to you by Aloha Protein Powder. Get through the cold winter months with a rush of pure, energizing, plant-based protein. Try our favorite, the Vanilla Blend, for 18 grams of protein built with the very best ingredients. Enter Aloha20 at aloha.com to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through February 2016. Hi, this is Hope. This is Kareem. Hi, this is Katie from Washington, D.C., and you're listening to No Meat Athlete Radio. Hello, welcome to No Meat Athlete Radio, episode 125. I'm Matt Frazier with Doug Hay for a quick introduction before we interview maybe the most famous person I've ever talked to. <laughs> maybe, probably so. Probably the richest person. I did play Hackensack with Sarah McLaughlin. Let's not forget that. Oh, yeah, that's right. I think Thanks. she's richer than, than Russell Simmons. I don't know. I met Jennifer Love Hewitt once, I'll tell you that. Oh, now that, that, that's a star right there. She probably had some cash back then, too. I bet so. Anyway. <laughs> Russell, Russell Simmons. Simmons. Russell Simmons. Cool. Uh, That's yeah. So exciting. Doug, you you spend a lot of time in the in the hip hop world, right? Yeah. In those circles. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so you know about you know a lot about Russell Simmons. I I know you do because you told me about him more than I knew about him. Yeah. So what do you got? Well, <laughs> I think I think we should let him tell his own story, not not okay. me. For but... those who don't know who he is, though, which some people might not. Well, he's the, he's the founder of Def Jam, the record company. Founder of Def Jam Record Company, not an artist. We don't think. But uh, 3.65 million followers on Twitter. <laughs> wow. I, I believe a plus 100 millionaire, 100 plus millionaire, I think I read. I Well, I just saw on Wikipedia that he's 3.5 million <laughs> millionaire. 3.5 what? 3.48 oh, million is net worth. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot of money. Right. That might be worth more than the whole No Meat Athlete Empire is. <laughs> maybe, maybe a little bit. Um, yeah, so but he's I was, also he's also a vegan activist, which is why yeah, he's which is, on on this on this podcast, which right. is just super cool. I it's think. really really cool. And so I've there's Jay Z, Beyonce. I think they have each flirted with veganism, if not stuck with it. I don't really know the story there. Um, so it it appears that veganism is making inroads in hip hop culture, which I think is really cool because that you know a lot of people look to that as the here's here's what's cool and here's what I'm going to do next. Right. So I think that is really neat. Yeah, and but but I feel like it, uh, and maybe he he'll touch on this a little bit. But in my opinion, it doesn't seem like it would fit necessarily. Um, but it's 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 happening, and and he's making it happen. Right, and and he's just... a, and he's a spiritual man. Yes, right. You said he he wears right. the he's beads. A big meditator, and he think he wears mala beads yeah. at least sometimes. And yeah. so he's got a book out. It's called The Happy Vegan. That's the reason for this interview, of course. Uh, I doubt he just said, hey, I want to be on No Meat Athlete Radio. Get me on there. Maybe. Uh, it might, never know. might be more having to do with his book that he wants to promote it, which which is fine. I'm, I'm flattered and honored, that honestly, to be interviewing him. Um, so anyway, the book is called The Happy Vegan. Uh, it's it's not his first book. He, I was in the Barnes & Noble the other day looking for Christmas presents, so the other month. Um, saw that he had a book in the business section. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be interviewing with him. That's cool. And then I went over right behind that section to the happiness section, the, literally the other side of the bookcases in Barnes & Noble. <laughs> and I was looking at happiness books, and he had written one there too. So wow. he uh, is an accomplished author. And it, I don't know about the other books, but this one, 100% of the proceeds or profits, let's see, I think his Twitter says it, all the proceeds, 100% of the proceeds from this book go to charity. I don't know which charity, but I would imagine wow. it, is, uh, it is related to veganism. So yeah, uh, so the book is about... Honestly, I don't know yet what it's about, but I'm going to read it before I interview him. And uh, <laughs> it, 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 leafing through it, it appears that the spirituality 
it's called the happy vegan, right? So happiness is part of it. Uh, there's meditation mentioned in there. There's some stuff about animals. There's stuff about your health. I think it's just probably a different angle on the the typical reasons to go vegan, but his his take on it. And I think I think it'll be interesting. Yeah, I, I this is uh, a real treat and something a little different for us. So I'm I'm excited about yeah, this. Yeah, it absolutely is. Me too. Okay, so we will get to that interview uh, really quickly. I do have one announcement, and that is, you know, uh, Sid Garza-Hillman, friend of No Meat Athlete Radio, has been on the show a couple times now. Yeah, author uh, of Approaching the Natural. Author of Approaching the Natural, and the uh, wellness programs director, he's a nutritionist at the Stanford Inn in Mendocino, California, which is a wonderful, beautiful place. Uh, you will be running a race there in... That's right, in uh, April. I'm going out to run a 50K out right in Mendocino that he's putting on. Yeah, he's putting on his own race, and it is apparently has sold out and has been really successful so far. So um, we, Sid and I are doing a series of three vegan running retreats in uh, at the Stanford Inn. So people who come uh, will get a four-night stay there, breakfast, dinners at their, their uh, Raven's, Raven's restaurant where they serve all vegan food because it's, it's an all-vegan resort. Uh, Ravens actually has a cookbook out now. So mm-hmm. the food's all included there. Breakfast, or I don't know about all, but breakfast and dinners are included. There are eight runs with me and Sid. There's a class with Sid. There's a talk by me, three private yoga classes, all kinds of stuff, all covered. Uh, so we're doing three of these retreats. The dates for those who are interested are March 17th through 21st, June 20th through 24th, and October 13th through 17th, all in 2016. So if you're interested in doing that, hanging out with me and Sid at the Stanford Inn, uh, one of those times, check out nomeatathlete.com slash running dash retreat. And, and, and I think you mentioned this, but they're men's retreats, right? You know, I don't know. We talked about this on the podcast. Their site does not say anything about men. So I guess they, oh. they axed that. Oh, great. So you, Doug, are... Uh, spreading rumors that are spreading, not true. Yeah, not right. True. You're making this show seem not, not a women-friendly show. <laughs> well, that's cool. I I, like those that. will be uh, really neat, I think. Yes, they will absolutely. It's a wonderful place. So anyway, just a quick plug there. I have not mentioned that at all and uh, have been intending to. So maybe not the perfect fit for, for Russell Simmons, but I think there's a lot of <laughs> happiness to come out of those type of retreat. Sure. Related to veganism, he talks about health. So tied in closely enough. All right, let's get to the interview and hope you enjoy it. Hey everyone, it's Matt Fraser. I'm here with Russell Simmons, author of the new book, The Happy Vegan. Russell, thanks so much for taking the time to be on No Meat Athlete Radio. My pleasure. All right, so uh, first question I want to know is, what do you mean with the title, The Happy Vegan? I've seen you on uh, The Chew and Fox News, and, and in those places, you were clear, very clear that you're not an angry vegan. Uh, is that what the title's about? Is it about that you're, it's you're kind of about that. I mean, but it's about lifestyle and happiness. All my books are about happiness and lifestyle. When I finished the book, I thought it's more uh, than a be about making people happy. It's about saving their lives. So, because uh, it started out just you know the benefits of being uh, having a, a plant-based diet, and then I I had to you know put some statistics in there and the number of people who are suffering from heart disease and diabetes and cancer. As a result of the animal product they're in, uh, ingesting is pretty, you know, phenomenal. And then also the amount of money the American government pumps into the poisoning of the plant and the people is also so it gets less and less happy, right? Because as, get, as the, the realities come uh, to pass, so you're happy being vegan when you realize you're avoiding all this stuff. But there is, you know, there are another other possible titles like the poisoning of America could be a title or. You know, there's a lot of ways to, to frame this story. The story is told, it's simple, 
It gives you easy ways into a vegan diet. People think it's expensive. All the misconceptions about the vegan diet are dispelled in this book, a great number of them at least. So I call it the happy vegan. It's like, because I'm a happy person, I'm a vegan. I'm not angry. I'm not a, you know, one of those mean animal rights activists, although I, I care deeply about the, the, the worst comic disaster in the history of the world. I mean, the abuse of 100 billion animals. I care about it. But I try to say it the way people can digest it because somebody else is going to yell at them anyway. When they finish yelling at them, I can just say it nicely and they'll get it. It's like, oh, yeah, thank you for saying that. Somebody just shot at you. You just poured red paint on you. Didn't you feel that? And they're like, they, they dig their heels in behind those actions. But in the end, it rings a bell. Yeah, exactly. When, if Malcolm X called you the devil every day, you'd be happy to talk to Martin Luther King. I like that. I think that's uh, that's the way to spread the approach that you know that uh, an approach to spreading the message that I wish there was a lot more of. Uh, but I, I do like. I mean, mainstream. I, I talk to mainstream America, uh, if I can, you know, do Oprah and Dr. Oz and these basic shows, and a lot of these people are very guarded in the way they ingest this um, this information. So you got to be very careful how you give it to them, because if you give it to them a way to get angry, on the one show, in the, I said. African-American woman, major American pop show. I said, 50% of African-American women over 20 have some form of heart disease. And she cut me off and said, I'm healthy. <laughs> I said, are you healthy? I said, you know, you're rich, too. <laughs> you're rich. You probably, probably find the only organic beef there is in America. Who knows what you do? But I'm just saying, this fact exists. We have to deal with it. We have to save the planet and the people of the planet. And the comic disaster that I discussed is what it is. So... All those reasons why we should go to a plant-based diet. I like that, and I like that uh, that you're not afraid to. I mean, although you're, I guess, somewhat gentle in in the way that you're choosing to spread this message, you're not afraid to sort of fight for it. Because I, Michael Simon said something like, "Well, it, it matters much more where you source your food, whether or not it's it's animal products." And I mean, you were pretty quick to say that that it does it does matter if it's animal products or not. Yeah, of course it matters. You know, yeah, yeah. There's people living in Switzerland eating beef who might live a long life, and in you know in Australia maybe, and well anywhere in the world actually. There's um, except America, where the factory farming industry controls our government and poisons you and subsidizes the poison uh, that you eat. So that's an interesting uh, fact. <laughs> so uh, how how in general has the mainstream media? See, my angry vegan friend here is yelling, yeah, but I said people are eating and living. And she said, what's the fuck about global warming? She's yelling in the background. What's the fuck about global warming? Doesn't that matter? Right. And then you touch on and that. They don't and, have no place else. to live. She's yelling at me. See, she's Simone Reyes, animal activist. You probably know her. She's out of a, you know, she'll lay there in a pool of blood to look like a piece of animal product and say, is that what you want to eat? And guys walk by looking at her nude in a pool of blood. And some guys say, yeah. <laughs> Because she's cute, but, but I mean, the point I'm making is it's just she will go to extreme lengths, and I will find ways to reach people that otherwise might not. They see a lady in a pool of blood naked, wrapped in plastic, and they walk by, it's 100 degrees, they look at it like, this bitch crazy, and they don't think nothing of it. doesn't make them not want to eat meat or nothing. But somebody else uh, who may be on the fence might get it, but you know, I want to get people who are on the fence. They're, they're ones I obviously get to easiest. But I want to get people who are shocked into the re- their own personal reality. People don't believe about global warming. They could give a fuck unless their house gets torn out by earthquake. They don't care about uh, the suffering of animals because they're disconnected from the suffering of animals. 
But when they tell you when they tell you that you're 40 and you got a heart attack and your man just checked out from a heart attack and your friends are all getting heart disease and and high cholesterol and my man had a triple bypass yesterday. He was he was he thought he was the man. He was running. He was doing all kinds of workouts. He could do a zillion sit-ups. He was in his 70s. He had a 40, 38-year-old girlfriend. He claims he was tanned it up. That's what he says. Mm-hmm. But now he's laid up in the hospital, and his arteries are clogged. He's only using 5% of his heart at one second, and he's lucky to have survived. And now he's, you know, he, he asked, requested for me to send him my book. I've been telling him to go vegan for the last 15 years. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Bill Clinton went the other way, saved his life. So yep. maybe uh, my man, Andrew, is not going to die for sure, and he's definitely way too uh, too happy uh, living to to threaten himself anymore. So he's going vegan. He's going to change his life, and he's not going to die. Period. All right. So, but that's the point: is that we have to enlighten people. Uh, and I think my book does a little bit more work on the the self, uh, the, what you're doing to yourself by eating animals, than it does what you do to the environment or to the animals. Because although that's in the book. People don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's what, that's a motivates people. Sure. So how how has the message been received in the more mainstream media? Because I mean, there aren't that many people of your stature who are out there. You know, there are people who we know go vegan and we hear about it, but there aren't that many actively out there promoting for it. Um, what's the reaction been from from the big? Well, the reaction has been actually surprisingly uh, very very good. Hip hop community is really interested in this shit. <laughs> I, and I found something out. I thought that you know a fluid white. You know, uh, alternative, interesting, um, kind of a American, um, a wealthy. Uh, a, I thought that was like the vegan audience. Six percent of the black community is vegan, and only three percent of the white community. Wow. That's a shocking statistic. So, when I'm speaking to the hip hop community, and they're all asking questions, and the producer of the show has already converted, and the, and the other guy said, "I already started what the minute." The minute I read Super Rich, I started going vegan, and I've been vegan since. And the other guy says, so these are like major radio talk show guys who who are very hip-hop, and they're artists. And they're like Styles P and these guys have these these uh, juice bars in the hood. I mean, there's a real effort on the part of a lot of people in the African-American community to change, too. I guess because they probably get the brunt of the worst carcinogenic, worst shit on the planet. You know, everybody lives in... And urban communities likely live in poverty, and everybody in America living in poverty is being poisoned. So, you know, they uh, are more likely to go vegan, which is a, a shocking a revelation to me. Yeah, that is a not even in my book that statistic. I just heard that. Huh. Interesting. So, you've been doing this. I know been vegan for eighteen, nineteen years. I heard you say. Mm-hmm. Um, have you been? Pushing it and promoting it since then. I mean, I'm sure person to person. Yeah, I always talk but... about it. It's in all my books. Every book has a chapter on being vegan. Okay. Every book. Okay. From I mean, not all my books. Like you know, it's not in my my life story, but in Do You and in Super Rich and Success Through Stillness, there are chapters and constant references to not eating animal product. And and you came to it through Diet for a New America, right? Diet for a New America was the punchline. Say uh, Simone who's sitting in front of me was yelling at me about, like, I should kill people who eat steak. And, um, and, and Glenn Friedman and I had other friends. And, and my most, uh, I got I to believe at the yoga practice, when we talk about Ahimsa, and there's Sharon and David, the gurus at the Jivamukti uh, school, a school of yoga, they uh, promoted a vegan diet so heavily. All their teachers are vegan, their whole studio. Uh, vegan is a principle that they 
you know, don't live out without. So it's always been ingrained in me. For the last 20 years, I've been practicing yoga. I've been surrounded by yogis who are vegan and are vegan for them because they want to practice ahimsa to themselves and to the world. Yeah, I, mean, I love you mentioned that in the book, and I love that there's a, a meditation section at the end and in the appendix that was uh, totally unexpected in a vegan book. But I think it it fits, right? I mean, the well, they all explain? go together: yoga, yeah, meditation, vegan diet. They all go to, to lifting the self so the self can serve, and they also go to you know happiness, well being, and a, a longer life. So I try to like I could tell you you could walk 30 minutes every day and promote circulation, but I but I promoted yoga and and attendance of yoga. You know the the eight steps, limbs of yoga, you know, because they are in the basis of all religious scripture, but not religious. And they're easy to digest, you know, non-harming, non-lying, non-stealing. We know these things. The, uh, the yamas are easy to digest. They make good sense, non-greed. Um, and then, you know, then you go to the second one, the observances, and then the physical practice. We know we need to smile and breathe in difficult poses. So all that yogic philosophy is in there, although simple and not, you know, really heavy, it's in there so you can put it with your diet and live a longer, happier, healthier life. So uh, so for you, did all that stuff, the meditation, the yoga, did that precede the switch to veganism? Um, yoga preceded it, but not everything else. Okay. Yoga uh, came before I, I started to be yoga, uh, vegan. Gotcha. Okay, so let's see. One more meditation question for you. I, you mentioned in there the uh, that it's a, a mantra meditation you do. It seems like so many people who who are giving someone an introduction to meditation, they go to the breathing. Um, I know this isn't related to veganism, but I'm I'm personally curious. What have you dry, tried the breathing meditation, and do you find that the the mantra approach is, is a more effective way to you know to well, get the I, benefits? Well, sitting there's many forms of meditation, from candle gazing to you know watching the breath to watching the, the vibration, the mantra, they are they're the same. And certainly breathing and, and mantras are very similar. Because you might breathe in, rum, out, rum, rum. You, sometimes your breath and your mantra connect. Mm-hmm. Lots of people, lots of times I'm meditating, and of course I'm conscious of my breath. And I could lose my mantra to my breath at any moment. And I could notice that I'm not breathing. When I'm sitting still, you know, it feels like you're not breathing at all. I mean, so yeah, the breath in and the mantra-based meditations are very similar. They're, they're, um, the vibration is supposed to connect the left and the right side of the brain more, according to the TM group. Um, you know, I've read a lot of stuff. I've studied with a lot of different meditation teachers. It's all the same. Calm your mind. Let your mind settle. Reboot your mind. Uh, it, bring, it builds brain power. The best research is done with the mantra stuff because... The Maharishi Institute or the David Lynch Foundation has had more money to do research, frankly. Uh, I don't know that there's much difference in all of them, mindfulness or whatever. Good. Good to hear. I teach mantra. All right. Cool. Okay. Let's pause for 60 seconds to thank our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Aloha. The cold winter months have arrived. Keep them outpaced with 18 energizing, muscle-building grams of plant-based protein. Aloha Protein Powder is filled with the very best whole food ingredients like organic peas, hemp, and pumpkin seeds that keep you going all season long. And one thing that makes Aloha Powder so special is that they're sweetened with natural ingredients like apple juice instead of artificial sweeteners. For an extra boost of whole food, whole body, healthy energy, add Aloha Daily Good Greens to the mix. Just choose one of their three delicious blends. They have chocolate, berry, or original, and pour it into your favorite water, juice, smoothie, or dressing. 
you'll get a full serving of fruit and veggie goodness for natural energy. Visit aloha.com and enter promo code ALOHA20 to get 20% off orders of $50 or more through February 29th, 2016. Um, so, so getting back to veganism, I'm sorry to go off topic there, but I personally was very curious. That's all right. Um, you focus a lot on the, uh, the money aspect of it that, that in the book you mentioned, like when someone responding to, to Jay-Z and Beyonce going vegan saying that, that, you know, that they can afford to make their veganism, their vegan food taste great. Whereas the average person cannot, but you say people can, can save money on, on a vegan diet. And that's a Ford cayenne pepper, a low sodium soy sauce. I don't know who can't afford peppers and onions to put in their food. I mean, I don't, that's not true. That's going to be bland or, you know, it doesn't have to be. Sure. You know, your lentil loaf could be as spicy and as much gravy and as much whatever you want. There's a lot of ways to make, I'm going to put a vegan soul food cookbook. Okay. I'm going to do that because if you eat vegan at home, it's cheaper than eating with animal products at home. And that's our reality. So I, I showed you some of it in the book, but it's certainly something I should promote more now. So that's the number one question, and I answered it, but I didn't really go into it. I'm going to go into it. And is, so that's that's your number one question. You get that more than the uh, like, where do you get your protein? Where do you get your protein? Is a dumb question, but <laughs> but I, I I do get that. So not as much anymore, believe it or not. I have not heard that in the last two days. I've done 300 interviews in the last two days. I've heard amazing. shit about protein. <laughs> protein is in everything, as you know. Tons of things. We have tons of protein, um, and <clears throat> I don't worry about it. Okay, so what's this about veganism can save you four thousand dollars or eight thousand dollars? Some I, I heard a figure that you were saying. Oh, it, was way four, it, save... it was four that we have in the book. Okay, I mean, so how's it? How's it? On... How's that shake out? How's Even though the government out? gives thirty-eight billion dollars to the the animal industry and seventeen million to the vegetable industry, vegetable products can still be cheaper, and obviously it's going to cost you a lot more than four thousand dollars. When you start hitting them doctors, and you become like most people, 60, who have all these heart diseases and issues and diabetes. And the, way, with the, the rate of growth in obesity and, and all these things, all that stuff costs money. You know? So that, I, didn't, I didn't figure that in, but I say $4,000 just based on eating vegan at home versus eating with animal products at home. And, they, and it's kind of laid out a little bit in the book, but it's not the subject of the book. Again, that would be the subject of a book. But um, it's actually being worked on. I'm putting together the notes as to how to get started on that. Cool. So last thing I want to hear about is uh, you also spend a good amount of time talking about, you know, kind of just putting forth the argument that your taste buds really do change uh, when you start eating this way. I talk about that so yeah, much, but I just know, feel like I, I don't I, believe it. You don't believe what? Well, this is my, my teacher, my guru says, the yogi loses taste for things that don't taste good. After a while, things that are poisonous taste like poison. Like you could drink Coca-Cola for a long time. You stop drinking Coke and you start drinking green juice with a little pineapple and it's real sweet, it's nice. And you start drinking green juice with a little less pineapple and it's, it's even better. You get used to it. Okay, this is the juice. Go back and drink that battery acid. See how that shit tastes. <laughs> yeah. Go back and drink, really, literally, go back and drink a Coca-Cola after you haven't had one for like, you know, six months. Maybe it's okay if you just have so much poison in you that your, tox- your taste buds are what they are, but it's not easy to ingest Coca-Cola if you, have, if you have a clean system and you haven't been drinking it. It's like smoking a cigarette. Smoke a cigarette, fine. Smoke a cigarette if you haven't smoked one. <clears throat> See how it feels. So, you know, a lot, of bad, a lot of bad stuff tastes good 
until you realize it's bad. And then once you taste it again after you've weaned yourself off it, they spend a lot of time in these factories trying to figure out how to addict you to the stuff they give you. Cigarettes aren't tobacco as much as they are all the other shit you're addicted to. So there's a lot of addiction and a lot of work on addicting you to a lot of poisonous stuff. Some stuff is, you know, is, is, um, you, it takes a little, hard, it's a little harder to get off. Sugar is hard to get off. Worse than cocaine, they say. You know, so a lot of stuff is hard to get off. Some stuff is easier. But once you get off it, you don't want it, you don't want it again. Once you have something that replaces it that's healthy and nutritious and lifts you up rather than brings you down, it, it changes your life. Yep, I absolutely agree. Have experienced that exact thing, and I think uh, I think the meditation type stuff, that the mindfulness in general, can really kind of help with that process. Because I know so many people just have a tough time believing that the taste buds will change, but uh, everyone you talk to who's <coughs> eaten this way for a while will uh, will agree that that they do, in fact. All right, so the book is uh, the Happy Vegan. Author's Russell Simmons. Russell, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I'm so glad you're out there spreading this message in this way to the audience that you're reaching, and uh, I think everybody listening to this uh, is just as appreciative as I am. Thank you. All right. Talk to you later.